0: This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com slash leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com slash leggings.
1: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory.
0: Sewing out loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. Ooh, is that your new voice? And I am ZD Donahue. I'm resisting the urge to do a Moira Rose voice. Yeah. I was, um...
1: Mallory's been watching Shit's Creek. Like, probably, it's new to her. Yes,
0: I'm pr- probably at this time when this podcast is published, I may have finished So, series. if I
1: wanted to do that when I was watching Shit's Creek, you would have thought I, would, I was yes, crazy because so like, you wouldn't stupid. know what it was about, right? Like, that's dumb. Okay.
0: Yeah. But, no, it's an amazing... If Okay, so... A lot of people have said this, and I needed to hear this, too. But it gets better after, like, episode four. Well, took me a lot into of it.
1: stuff does that. There's, there's several, like, original, like, Netflix things and stuff like that that, like, everybody raves about, and I'm like... I have to watch four episodes sometimes before I'm okay.
0: It took us like two years to finally get into (laughs) Schitt's Creek, and then we started watching it together, and then Derek had to go in the camper. I'm like, we finally get into it, and then you have to go into the camper? He's out of the
1: camper. I'm trying to figure out how to watch stuff. Without Jerry knowing I watched ahead and then watch it again. So you have to, like, them.
0: get your own Netflix yeah, account. Yeah,
1: i got to get it where it doesn't come up on one of our TVs. Yeah. or so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I guess I could do it on my computer. I mean, I'm, yeah, on my phone. Well, you
0: need your own account because Oh, I'd have to get a new account because it yeah, still shows. It'll yeah. show. Okay. I don't think it's worth it. <sighs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, I I'm not yes. a good
1: liar anyway. When Derek so. was in
0: the camper he's like, I can see you've been watching Great British Baking Show without me and I'm like, Yeah Gotta watch I, something. I to something. Yeah. I barely watch T V now since I have to work in the evenings anyway. Right. Like I and you know, we're like, we used to watch, you know, like quite a bit of TV, you know.
1: <laughs> well and then like the other night, I happened upon a m- movie. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. You know, like. It's, I it's- oh yeah.
0: It, on well, it's better
1: than it's better than watching something, right? And then going, oh my god, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. See, okay. I
0: haven't watched The Crown yet because that's something I haven't
1: been watching The Crown that's either. That's something
0: that I would normally watch on my own. Well, but the there re- is no more on my own. Well,
1: well, the reason I haven't watched The Crown is because it's up to when I lived.
0: Yeah, I'm not as so interested, I'm not as interested. I
1: know about this. I kind of liked it.
0: sort of yeah. the more historical. I just I just
1: want to sort of leave it at how how I already like, okay. think about it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Any Anyway, um, I'm sure we'll get lots of. I'm sure there are lots of like opinions because it's very, it's a very controversial. Yeah.
1: Well, the best thing about season. the crown, honestly, I'm sorry, is the too of, of course, yes,
0: that's that's well, a lot of stuff. And, oh, what's her name? What's her what's her name? The woman who's playing Qe2, Olivia. Her, you know, the actress. So Claire Foy had been playing her, and now Olivia, I can't remember her last name, is playing her. And she is a really good actress. I don't know if you've seen her in other things, but uh, I really do enjoy her. So anyway, moving on. What's Differential Feed?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not on Netflix.
0: (laughs) You know what? Differential feed is not something that is discussed widely on the internet. Well, you do have
1: sewing machine companies talking about it. I think you see more about it on like a YouTube thing.
0: Well, if I Google what is differential feed, oh my God, it is totally our our article first. Do we come up? Oh, oh, oh we're first in line. How do we however, do that? However, however, <laughs> however, when you so sometimes Zini and I aren't sure if we've talked about something on a, a podcast before, <laughs> and I know we've, I know we've, we like Google ourselves a lot. <laughs> I know we've mentioned differential feed. I do believe of we've, we've talked, talked about, about, it. about it. But if we go to the podcast app and search all the podcasts, like have the other sewing podcast done a podcast about differential feed, and we look. And we search differential feed. No, nothing comes nothing up. Comes Actually, up on a bunch a of stuff about like parenting comes up
1: when <laughs> on differential feed. So I'm like,
0: is it like about oh, feeding? Is it you
1: feed them differently and they come out different? I don't, yeah, it's like the queen bee versus the worker bee or something.
0: <laughs> like self-led weaning versus I don't know what. Yeah, I have no idea. But there was some. There, no sewing podcast came up when so, I went into the podcast unit because as I don't know if any of you all are okay, like... Okay, I am laughing. Yeah, she's red. <laughs> I don't know if any of you all are like business people or bloggers or whatever, but I feel like something that a lot of marketing, you know, media likes to be like, you know, YouTube is a search engine. The podcast app is a search engine. You didn't think of it like a search engine, but it's a search engine. And people really like to... um Kind of try to freak you out with this And actually it was asked of me One time during an interview process What's the second largest search engine And I said YouTube and I was right so anyway, you can search in it's my second largest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you can search in the podcast app for like, you know, thread and, you know, see what comes up or whatever. Right. And I search for differential feed and there ain't no differential feed episodes from ain't us. No. No or anyone right. else. Okay? We're so the same
1: English lessons. Grammar yeah. lessons too. Um
0: that's an acceptable way to say I know it's it not. Is. Well, we'll, we'll, well it just, is now. We'll just come up yes. with I'll look back at your colloquialisms, okay? There are lots of different ways to use the English language. Okay. So differential feed. Oh, my we're God. We're talking about this. is this. my life.
1: I, I, like, I, I like interact with this person like almost every day. Almost. Almost every Except day.
0: Except when I'm going through caffeine withdrawal and I. And no one and wants I, to react <laughs> with you. I, I was down for the count. Okay. So differential feed. We're talking about this on a serger. So if you don't have a serger, just turn off the podcast app. You've already wasted six minutes of your life. So sorry. (laughs) But if you're thinking about getting a
1: serger. It's
0: good information to have. Okay. And here's what you. Okay. I do not
1: believe there is a serger that is sold today Mm. without differential feed. Okay. There were sergers made without differential feed in the early days. Okay. okay? Uh Uh-huh. Because... What you know, the serger became are the overlock machine. So, in some mm-hmm. in some um, areas of this world, they I refer- mean, some
0: people say "ain't," some people say "overlocker," some people- <laughs> really. <laughs> so,
1: in fact, if you try and spell serger, <laughs> you will get autocorrected yeah, a lot. Yeah, serger. Um. So anyway, or surgery or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um. Go so on. the overlock machine. <laughs> turned into a home machine right mm-hmm. that we like to use on knits we yes. oh my gosh it was amazing and it is amazing and it remains amazing and what we found out is that knits sometimes when they are fed through the overlock ser- overlock slash serger would ripple right when they went through so you would not have a nice flat finish on your stitching they might be ripley so what had to happen so that knit was being
0: pulled jump like I didn't know where you were going okay. with that I did <laughs> jump I didn't think I jumped I thought I, I was didn't... oh my god I thought I was doing really well mom was just trying to get on topic and she took me off guard by being so on topic yes yeah, so the surges are used on knits <laughs>
1: Sometimes they get wavy. <laughs> so you're finished, right? You're finished yeah. sewing, right? Uh, Would be ripply. Yes. And why did that happen, Mallory? Um.
0: Well, sometimes, okay, knits, when we say knits, it can mean so many different things, right? There are,
1: there are like lots it, of knits now.
0: Infinite. Okay. So you yes. can talk about.
1: A non-woven fabric.
0: Yeah. You can talk about. Fiber content difference, you can talk about the weight of the fibers that are knitted, how they are knitted, is it a rib knit, is it a plain knit, you know, what's going on Four-way,
1: two-way. So no matter what, Does it though, have lycra in it? Da-da. Yeah,
0: so the, you know, your machine theoretically is staying somewhat the same, yet you are putting a different structure of fabric through it, a structure of fabric that stretches, okay, So sometimes the pressure of the presser foot or, you know, even maybe your stitch length or something like that can cause some waving to happen as the fabric is being fed through.
1: Because it is fed through basically almost too easily. Okay. It's being pulled too quick. It's being spread apart and Mm -hmm. pulled through.
0: So I was, uh, so I'm looking at our blog post called What is Differential Feed on a Serger. It is from seven years ago. Wow. This this podcast I believe will be published on January 8th and this is from January 29th, 2014. Wow. That's why it comes up first on Google. Write the blog post you want to write right now, everyone. That's right. Okay, so um in in this blog post I show a shirt that I made and it's a what I like to call a spongy knit okay that that waved when i sent it through uh on on neutral which it's we're gonna also, get it was to. spongy and loose spongy well no i don't i wouldn't call it a loose knit I thought it's it was a, loose. it's it's not it's over there you can look at it it's not a loose knit um it's it's over there on the shelf i know where it is um so it's like almost a light scuba like it's not it's not a loose knit, like a hatchy knit or a sweater knit is you know, is what I would think of as a loose knit. Anyway, it's spongy and when I just fed it through my serger, it got a little wavy. So serger companies, serger manufacturers, they came up with a solution to this problem, mom? Is yes. that right? And what is that solution called?
1: Well, it's called differential feed there, but, what it, <laughs> but what it physically is is a second we're,
0: set of feed dogs. we're gonna get there we're gonna get there what it's called it's called the title of the podcast <laughs> thank you i didn't think that was a hard one to lead you into sure. i was okay. i was worried there for a minute she thinks she can read my mind okay so it's called differential feed and so what we're trying to do is ameliorate the consequences of knits getting stretched while they're sewn Okay. And since we have just been so tangent y on this podcast, we're going to take a break and come back and define differential feed. Hey, ZD. Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert?
1: Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to
0: measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to sewhere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling
1: with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you.
0: No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to sewhere.com/leggings and get started today. Sew, 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 sewing out loud. All right, so unlike this podcast, the blog post is very succinct. It's, it gets right to the point. <laughs> All right, so it's two sets of feed dogs. You kind of gave a little spoiler there, a little little information. Well,
1: it's two sets of feed dogs that are moving at a different rate. da 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 Ha.
0: Okay, differential feed. <laughs> so, Sergers nowadays, you're saying that... Yeah, I, I guess I can neither confirm nor deny that there's a surgery made without differential feeding. I had one. But I, I mean, made now. Oh, like, made can now. I Can I, I say would for sure? Surprised. i be really
1: surprised. I mean, obviously, we don't know for yeah, certain. I guess we have don't know not for researched sure. that. But I can't believe there's you one must. out there. So
0: how do you know if you have differential feed? The differential feed, like, selector is probably going to be somewhere. Well, you know, I've seen it anywhere. It's on the right side of Usually the baby Usually it's locks, on the right side of the machine. But I have seen them elsewhere. Yes. And it's going to have some sort of gauge. Well, you used to have
1: to, like, there were some machines where you had to go inside oh, the machine yeah. and change it. Yeah, I bet, I bet right. there were.
0: Um, so there's going to be some kind of gauge. And what the differential feed... Um, what do I want to say, scale on the right. Baby Lock is, is there is an, a red N. Which means, to me, neutral. And it also should represent the number one on yes. a number line.
1: Which means one to one.
0: Yes. And then when you go up... Or to the right, you know, what this would be to the right on the number line or up on the scale here to like 1. 1.3, 1. Mm-hmm. 1.5, 1.8 to 2. When you go up, um, it changes the rate at which the feed dogs Right. Go. So
1: you are now increasing the rate of the rear feed dog.
0: Oh, right? I thought it was the front that changed. Are you I think t- it's the rear. You would probably know. Yeah, it's okay. the rear. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: because it's what's pulling it
0: okay so the two sets of feed dogs um on your serger and in the blog post we have a really good visual of this i took the foot off the serger and you can see front feed dogs back feed dogs okay mm-hmm. um ooh, in this blog post it says the back feed dogs stay constant and the front ones change i think that's right mom Maybe you're right Okay, we took a we took a little quick break. I don't know. Sam probably could have put this together seamlessly, but we looked at the owner's manual, and the, the blog post that people have been looking at for seven years is correct. Okay, so that's good. Well, it may it makes sense. Yes, yes. I, I'm thinking about it now.
1: That that. Never mind. I know. I yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the
1: front. So the front feed dog, is what changes. Yes. Feeds it through faster or slower.
0: Yes. Yes. So when you have your um. So, you've got your two sets of feed dogs. The back feed dogs are actually behind the needles on our baby lock. uh, If you look at the picture. Um, the back
1: feed dogs are behind any but like, needle, yes. But,
0: you know, that space there, it's not like the back feed dogs are a little in front of it or something like right. that. They really are um, absolutely behind the needles, and the front are in front. They're both covered by the very long foot. Surgery so feet are normally pretty long, you know, compared well, to your a sewing a feed dog machine. will not
1: work unless a foot is That's right. matched with the foot because it has to be pressed down on those little teeth.
0: That's right. So, when you're at N, the feed dog in front and the feed dog in back, they're moving at the same rate, at one to one, just like you said. And then, when you move your differential feed up toward two, between one and two, the front feed dog will move faster. Okay. This is what can sometimes take care of that rippling. Right. Okay. because So, what's happening with the rippling is that the fabric's getting stretched out. Right. And so we really don't want to be, like, just pushing at our fabric right. or, you know, pulling at it or whatever. That uh, fabric is going to be fed a little faster toward the needles, and you get a smoother-looking seam. Right.
1: And I was thinking about this. It's I, I have actually used this with wovens also. Well, yeah. You know, we were t- I said, you know, with knits, and that's basically how it came around.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: but I have had... Knits that were very loosely woven, and because they said loosely woven, that came to me. Yes, um, that that has really helped me. Yeah. Because, you know, what happens in those loosely woven ones is it's only gripping so many, Mm -hmm. you know, fibers Fibers. at a time. So it, it has helped me. And that, that's been, you know,
0: not real common, but I can remember
1: it helping me. So
0: if you have something that's getting stretched out, then you want to gather it up a little bit. And you really, this can be super duper small incremental change. Right. Okay. And on the baby lock, there's a graphic that looks like gathering fabric. It actually shows you too.
1: like, you mm-hmm. know, little arrows pointing like at, towards each other, which means it's, you know, gathering it up or arrows going spreading out from each other So below one
0: right uh below one between one and zero it shows a stretched out right. piece of fabric and so if you were getting a knit that was going through and kind of gathering up a little bit if you wanted to you know correct Flat-knit that out. you could go the other way now that's how it originally came about but then then it then, started to be used for technique. Yes, then people started exploiting this capability to do decorative stuff. So first and foremost, well, actually, okay, the first way that I learned about differential feed was, like, how to make a ruffle. Like, that's that was the first way in the shop a I ruffle. saw it mm-hmm. demonstrated. Because, of course, it's a really good way to demonstrate, oh, we're going to send this thin woven through the serger and first it will be straight. And then we turn up the differential feed and it turns into a ruffle, right. you know. So it's a really good way, of course, to just show this is what's happening. Right. So that's a really extreme example of what can be done. Uh, when you do send through a thinner fabric and you turn that differential feed all the way up to two, you know, to where it's gathering, you get a ruffled piece you of do. fabric. Um and so that is super fun. I have seen i don't I feel like it doesn't always work as well on knits, like right. you know, well, and you know, it's you not, just want to create a standalone. It's Certainly ruffle. not a
1: gathering, like a ruffler foot that mm-hmm. pleats on your regular machine, right okay. And if anybody out there does heirloom sewing, it's more of what I would call a puffing gathering, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I love doing heirloom on a serger. Yeah, it does. It really Empires works.
0: created around that, right? It really <laughs> looks cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> empires yes they were. Yes created they were. around heirloom sewing they on the exist. serger. Yes. So you get a ruffle going that way. And then the fun thing that we would often show off in the stretchy department, in the below one, where that uh, that front feed dog is moving slower and stretching out that fabric is to kind of get you started on the lettuce the edge. lettuce edge. On a knit.
1: On a knit. Or a bias. Or
0: a bias.
1: So it has to be on an edge that will stretch or give. Now, right here, I'm going to just warn everybody before it starts happening when they tell me, well, my lettuce edge doesn't work. It pulls off or it doesn't sew on. or You're Right. Because what happens is when you increase that differential feed like that and you're spreading that fabric out, it also th- sort of thins the fabric and pulls it away we, from the knife edge.
0: We talked about right. the serger spaced kind continuum. Right. Because, That's right. Because Mary Berry had on her lettuce edge. Shirt. Okay, so this is why I watch Great British Bake Off. Um, but
1: for the shirts,
0: yeah, for the shirts, for Mary Berry's shirts, and that's so right. So I want to, when you start to use this to kind of correct things, Mm -hmm. let's let's talk about some of the pitfalls of differential feed.
1: Okay, okay.
0: First pitfall, it's on the right side of your machine. So when you like move your machine, or you like are working around it, or something. You can bump it on some models. I
1: don't like, especially on Baby Lock. For some reason, it's it moves so easily. I guess I don't know, but well, it's pe- a big old lever. It's, it's a, a big and it's lever. a big lever. And I put my tools next to that area, right on my table. You know, when and I, so when I'm reaching for things,
0: I will tend to hit that lever. You know, when I think it happens, I think it's when we open and close the cover to thread it. Is when I think a lot of people bump it. Well, that might be true too. Yeah,
1: it's just in a place where your right hand goes Mm -hmm. often to do tasks. Mm -hmm. And we will have people with brand new machines, and they call up and like, "It was doing so great," and then, and I'll say, "Do you know where your differential feed is? Remember how we talked about that? It's that lever on your right." Oh, yes. Can you tell me if that's on the end? Oh, it's not. It's way down at the bottom. I go okay change it and see if you're okay now. And they're like, yes, it's perfect. And, I still do that to this day. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Like I mean, I, I like, just what the do it. And, and
1: again, like Mallory said, if you're moving it or something like that. But like I said, I also have like a pin cushion over there. Usually, I had a now, this maybe would you know happen, my my seam gauge. All my little tools are over there. This on that would happen side. when people would bring their machine to class, yeah, right? A lot, you it know. Can have, and you can do it when you're threading.
0: Yeah, or when you're putting it in and out of like your machine right. trolley. So if you're somebody who goes to class a lot, you know right. this can be on your checklist to. Before you start.
1: Again, and that is something always and forever, no matter what machine you're on, whether it's an overlock. Make sure you
0: haven't screwed up your settings. Yeah, look at your settings.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, it's that simple. Okay, so
0: you can bump it. Right. All right. And then when you're you're ruffling for fun, okay, and Mm -hmm. you're not just correcting a wavy knit fabric. Right. So every fabric's going to ruffle differently. That's right. Okay. You may not get the level of ruffle you want right away okay? So don't expect this to create, like, some super pleated ruffle, like you were talking about. Um, and there are different ways to ruffle on the serger. You can surge over a cord, mm-hmm. just like you can zigzag over right. a cord. But when you surge over a cord, you do finish your edge. So that's yes. kind of nice. Well, uh, you and know? I would,
1: you know, I would call that gathering.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then the other way, remember when we made all those roses, when yes. Baby Lock did that thing? So... They had you send through, like, you know, this uh, double layer strip of silk so that the one edge was folded and you were, you know, surging on the long, you know, two unfinished edges. And you put your stitch length real high and you put your differential feed all the way up right. and you made sure you had needle threads. That were hanging out long. That's right behind your project, so you would surge that, and you can use the serger needle threads to gather up your fabric right. a little more. And we made all these roses that were pins. Right. Okay, um, so that's something that you can do, but. You can send through some fabrics and not get a super ruffled appearance. Right. Okay, so it's possible.
1: Now, the other thing you can do, which is fun, Uh is if you have the gathering foot, Mm -hmm. is you can send through two pieces of fabric, and one will gather and one will not. So you can attach a gathered piece to a stable flat piece
0: yes so that is so much fun that's a really cool way to demonstrate hey the feed mm-hmm. dogs are doing the work here because what the gathering foot is is it's like a normal presser foot but then it has this like sort of slot on it that um, extends down below the foot and blocks one piece of fabric right. from making contact with mm-hmm. feed dogs. And so, or with the front, excuse me, with the, the front, front feed dogs. dog. See, mom, yep. there we yep. go. That was, should have been our big clue. Uh, it blocks that fabric from um, being in contact with that. So the bottom fabric that's like, in contact with the right. foot and the feed dogs gets gathered and that top fabric that is shielded by that little guide and it's really cool yes you can totally do that it's so much fun yeah and so you need to test though right. like on the fabric so you're using. people would say
1: well how much fabric do i know i need or Yeah. How, so <laughs> test 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 so um i would take say what I would do is figure out a ratio in my head. Right. Right. So if I take 20 inches of fabric or 10 inches of fabric, you know, I try mm-hmm. and make it something so it came out easily, easy, right. easy arithmetic. So if I took 10 inches and I got five, that would have been a two to one. Right. Right. Now, that's a really good gathering for a serger. That would, okay? that would be. That, you know, you, that that's probably the most you would ever, ever get.
0: Yeah. You know, I, and it would have
1: to be a lightweight fabric. So this won't happen on a heavy fabric.
0: And that's why the heirloom sewing is so right. successful because those that really lightweight cotton light batiz, fabric, right? you know, would work really well. So the ruffles can be super fun. Um, but make sure to test so that you don't right. expect something and you get a different result. Now let's talk about the stretchy differential feed and the pitfalls of that. Like you were saying, so people already, I feel like on a normal serger, let their fabric or their project pull off to the left. Well,
1: and sometimes not only do they let it pull off to the left, but they will tend to pull it from the
0: back. Yeah.
1: And you don't need to do that. It's... Your feed dog should be feeding, not you. You're the guy, not the feed.
0: Right. Yeah, you're a sew porter. Okay. So I feel like some people's serger stitches are falling off, you know, (laughs) already. And then... If you've bumped your differential feed or you're trying to do a lettuce edge or something like that, then you are going to run into... A but, problem. I mean, oftentimes, no. even if you're set at
1: neutral, depending on your fabric or, or, you know, what your project is, you will need to have your hand to the side there and make sure that fabric's not
0: coming out to the left, that it's staying pushed up against, you know, the blade. I had a person, a client who had the Imagine, and she was putting a rolled edge on one layer of tulle, and yeah. they were circle skirts. Yep. And normally I'm not a huge fan of telling people to mess with their presser foot pressure. Mm -hmm. But in this case, since she was going around a circle, she was running the full gamut of grain, all the grain stretch, blah yeah. blah the grain, infinite amounts of different types of bias the true bias, and then the cross grain, you know. And so, I did have her put her presser foot pressure down a little bit because she was on such thin fabric, and okay. it did help her, and that
1: helped. And if you were on a heavier fabric and you put your presser foot pressure mm-hmm. down, it may have forced it out, yeah. So, you have to think of those different right. things that can happen.
0: But when you think about tool versus like yeah. two layers tool of tool needed
1: to be grabbed onto, yeah, it so really we really
0: needed to make sure and i did tell her to guide it toward the knife too you know really make sure you're getting in there uh that's also where you want to make sure you're cutting something off okay if you if you can i know it's not always possible but it's nice if you always get a better
1: edge if you're cutting off something yes
0: and it helps you to you know you're not you're not afraid of cutting well
1: your v does have something to grab onto. that's right The other thing is when we're talking about these techniques, like Mallory said, you know, she added the presser foot pressure. Plus, she told her to, you know, push towards the knife or, you know, at least hold it towards the knife. All of these are exactly, when we say technique, it is technique. Mm -hmm. It's something you may have to practice a little bit or... Decide what your technique is. So maybe Mallory told me to put my presser foot down, and I just, you know, I couldn't get along with it that way. Right. Uh, so maybe I had to put my press presser foot pressure back up, and I had to use just my hand. Right. You know. So these are all suggestions. These are all techniques that work. But again, what's going to work for you? And maybe you're not good with that pushing that towards the, you know, it, it just depends. Everybody has a different comfort level on the technique they're using. And
0: different projects. You know, this was it real changes. specific. It changes, yep. You know. It um, will change. I am finishing millions of layers of tool. Right. you know, or whatever, and this is what worked for her. So, yes, differential feed is... Using the two sets of feed dogs on the serger to change the rate at which the fabric is fed through. Right. Okay. Either to adjust a fabric that isn't behaving well or, you know, you're not getting a smooth seam. So it can be to adjust to get a smooth seam or you can get decorative effects. From, you know, exploiting that, those differential rates of movement. So, Mallory, how
1: do you think I got a lettuce edge on my surgery that didn't have a differential feed?
0: You stretched the fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, th- okay, so that was another thing I was going to say. A lot of times, just the differential, and we talked about this in the lettuce edge episode. A lot of times, you put that differential on, and you got to stretch it some more to really get the If lettuce, you really you want, want what
1: you want, and depending, yeah. on, again, on the fabric. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes your fabric just isn't going to stretch enough by the mechanism. You need to stretch it how right. you want. Or
0: I guess depending on, like, how much of a lettuce edge you want. What you you've want. Seen, right. you've seen, like, itty-bitty little, <laughs> I don't know, what, what, like, curly kale I was going to say curly kale Swiss versus... chard or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that. Butter edge or yeah, something. Yeah. The different lettuces that are out there. We right. did... We grew that. Um, it's called dinosaur kale or... Some, it's like an Italian name, and I, it's just slipping my mind. And it is a curly, curly, curly. Curl, curly. Yeah. Like you can tell, the cells are splitting in exponential. You know, well, it's amounts, usually a little bit you know? tougher too. <laughs> well, yeah. one like time, rougher. One time, we got some of that really curly kale yeah. in our CSA, and I tried to use it to make creamed greens, and it was kale that I don't think had been allowed to grow. Or develop as much as it should have. So it was all real close to the stems. Yeah. And it was just too rough.
1: Too rough. Even yeah.
0: after I So why did they tell you to massage your well, tail? I yeah. had done a lot of stuff to it, and I was like, this right. is these are some roughs. It's not green gonna greens. happen, huh? Yeah. And I love cream it's greens. It's just too uptight.
1: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory.
0: So Some, you, the nutmeg is very important in the creamed greens, everyone.
1: I use nutmeg in everything that's
0: green. Do you? Yep, I do. Well, okay. Okay, ZD. And eggs. T- t- <laughs> yes, very true. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Use your nutmeg, use your differential feed. ZD, take it away. And I don't no, know if what? you could figure out
1: how to use them together. We would like to hear from you.
0: Differential nutmeg. So long
1: and so happy.
0: Thanks for listening
1: to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.